Hello, Pesto Posse. Welcome to Pesto Pete's Podcast. I'm your host, Pesto Pete, and it's going to be an interesting night in episode 46. I'm uh, joined by a former um, co-host. Do you know how long ago that was? It's episode 31. Do you know when it was? No. November of 2021. Really? I was shocked when I read that. I didn't think it was that far. So I got the Bish. So, hello, Bish. How are you doing tonight, Pesto? I'm good. I'm good. Having time in my life so far so good. We got a little fire going. We're out in the backyard. Yes, sir. Uh, a little bit of a change in plans. Um, it appears Thirsty Mofo ate a bad scallop. and uh, <laughs> Bad ice cube? <laughs> bad something. Yeah. But he was uh, he was coming uh, up as far as, uh, or as, as soon as 4 o'clock. And it uh, looks like he might have took a little ill. So I'm glad he's not here. <laughs> and now that we're all so spooked by illness, right? Oh, my God, the yeah. world's coming to an end. Everybody run for the hills because somebody's sick. So, yeah, Thirsty had to back out tonight. So it's it's me and you, kid. What do you think? Let's give it a shot. Do we're going to we give can. it a shot. Give I like his shot. style. I like your chutzpah. Give it a shot. Chutzpah. I, uh, I will say that I'm uh, drinking my beer tonight, which happens to be Goose Island IPA, which I enjoy. Out of a Stroh's Stein, so it's kind of a false advertising thing, which always bugs me in a restaurant. When you order a drink, you order a beer, yeah, I'm going to have uh, that special beer right there, whatever it might be, and they serve it in someone else's glass. I'm like, oof, I don't think I like that M.O. It's almost like Foster's Ale, Foster's Lager. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I did some research, kid. I did some show prep on that, and I was very shocked at what I read. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, no, but thank you for being here. Thanks for we, having me. You, you came over. You, you uh, gifted me and, and Thirsty these steins from Wisconsin. That was very thoughtful. You came over on Saturday to, to deliver them. And we were hoping Thirsty would, uh, would imbibe tonight with one, but he's probably riding the porcelain Honda right now. So that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> couple of couple of uh, couple of um, podcast partner notes. Just wanted to uh, reach out and talk about Quiet Cat Q U I T K A T. Uh, great e-bikes, as we all have come to know them. Everything's e now. It is. It is right. Yep, absolutely. You think it's a hoax? Nope. I just think it's uh, leaving the old dogs behind, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I think. You definitely that, but I've read too much about. I, I saw something today. Some guy's Tesla getting charged and catching on fire. <laughs> and I, why am I laughing? What, what's <laughs> what's the deal with people keying Teslas? I was look reading the phone. I don't know. Everyone's keying Teslas now. Do they hate them that much? No, it's probably it's probably people who hate people with money. Oh, okay. right. Right. Oh, I'll show yes. this 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 electric <laughs> car prick who who's boss. Yeah, that that's class act. Yeah, I like that. I didn't know about that, but oh, yeah. they're all catching on fire. I heard the um the Ford F one fifty Lightning. And you remember the Lightning back in the day? Mm, yep. When we were kids, the Lightning came out and it was just a supercharged Ford F one fifty. Now they they flipped the the uh, badge over to the electric side of it, which makes sense. Right. And uh, I watched a YouTube thing on it, and the guy was. Like, not happy about his lightning. <laughs> those trucks weigh, like, 6,000-something pounds with all those batteries in it. Did you know that? I didn't. Try they, to take that off-road. They, they, they do weigh a lot. Well, yeah, because, so, 
Interesting you should say that because uh, Professor Bose, you know Bose, yep. B-O-S-E. Sure. So a friend of mine, um, former neighbor, worked for Bose her whole career. She was in the finance. She, I, she might have been head of finance for Bose, which is a pretty lofty position. For sure. And uh, Professor Bose is trying to develop a suspension system based on magnets. Yep. Rever opposing magnets. Back in the day, they had a train that ran, it was a monorail, and I can't remember what country it was in, maybe France, but it ran the countryside, and it did. It ran on two magnets, and it was up off the... Really, it was off, off the, the rail, no, yeah. no, no, no friction, no, nothing. Just, just, yeah. Well, that's how, they run, that's how they run these supercharged um, um, roller coasters. It's a pull-push. It's okay. opposing magnets, so yep. pull, push, pull, pull, push, and it gets you to 80 miles an hour in like two seconds. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, listen to us. We're so, we're so smart. No, no, no. No, no, we're not. No, 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 no. we're not smart at all. So anyway, um, e-bikes, right. Firecat, and if you use the code PO, like post office, and the 20%, 20, and the percent symbol, you get 20% off your order. They're great bikes. Uh, Connor, our friend Connor, is still a, a rep for them. They've done really well. We've talked about it. they're in Bass Pro and Cabela's now, which is right. probably what you're shooting for. Right. Like Hook, H U K Hook Hook Hook. Right. Right. I knew Hook when they they broke away from Under Armour. They were friends of a friend, and they would sell us everything for like thirty percent off or thirty percent of of the price. price. So we'd throw them on and wear them to get attention. Right. I don't think they really needed us to do that. <laughs> sure they did. That's where they get the oh, my, oh, my God. You're right. Sure That's they why That's they're where they are exactly today. Exactly right. And they have totally, like, gone the whole... Yeti did the same thing. Don't sell yourself short, Pete. Oh, thank you, Wayne. Come on. A bish. So Yeti did the same thing. Yeti had all these local people. We love you. We love you. And then all of a sudden, they're like, we're big now. Bye-bye. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> and they developed the Yeti. Because the guys wanted a cooler they could stand on as a casting platform in front of their boat in Louisiana. I did not know that. Yep. So I'm not, I have a Yeti. I have a, the backpack cooler, which I like a lot. But the big hard side coolers are tough because they're huge. And you open them up and you go, wow, I can put two six-packs in yeah, there. Exactly, you know, the, the, yeah. the walls are so thick. Right. But they've, uh, you know, I could criticize them all day long. They've done pretty well for themselves. <laughs> There's in no fact, doubt. they just had to send something back. They had a recall. Did you know that? I did not know that. They came out with, they got away from zippers on a lot of their items. On the soft bags? Yeah. Soft coolers? All the soft coolers. Yeah. So they got away from zippers and put in these super, um, super potential, uh, potent, excuse me, potential, potent magnets. Well, they're finding the magnets can fail and, and start to break. And if kids eat them. Oh, that's not good. So I have a little, one of the sidekicky things. It's just like a dry bag that hooks onto your cooler. That I got for Christmas, never used it yet, and I got a recall notice. They're going to send me an eighty-dollar uh, lunch bag. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I know, right? But I'm sure they make uh, they make a lot of money on all those. But so yeah, think about Quiet Cat, and uh, think about Kuiu. Um, I, I wore a Kuiu uh, pair of their pants the other day, and I, I wear a, I have a down jacket from them, and that's Jason Hairston. He came from Sitka. Uh, excuse me, started his own company. Um, unfortunately, uh, they think the CTE that he had from college football yeah. developed into, into depression and things like that. And he took his own life and I'd like to support that company and support his wife. And he had a couple kids and, uh, you know, so 
Kuiu, great product. Um, I've, I've got, like I said, I've got several items uh, you know, that I wear, but um, I always like to, I always like to shoot for the underdogs and you know something like that. Is that only available online? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Probably. Yeah. Like the other company that I like too is Cool K U H L, Cool, and they don't advertise. They don't. And, and long story, I, how I found this out, I won't get into it. But um, they they do everything like store online but they, you'll never see them advertise from what i understand and i've got an unbelievable like canvas jacket from them pants and things like that they're, they're, that's a nice company it's k-u-h-l and above the u there's a couple little dots which i don't know what that cool cool scandinavian Scandinavian. yeah and it's um i i think their low their slogan is um born in the woods or born in the mountains or something like that but that's another good company that that was just a I'm throwing that out there. They're giving me nothing. Not that anyone else does. But um, so anyway, so we've talked about the bourbons and the whiskeys. Let's talk about Kelly's Roast Beef, my pals. We're going to do it. We're going to do a remote from them finally. We were supposed to do it last year. We're going to do it. Um, we're going to do it this spring when the weather's good. Not that it has, hasn't been. It's beautiful tonight. But um, it's going to be special. I can't talk about it. But it's going to be a special remote with Timo and I. And Jim Ratai, who's our, our one of my Kelly's contacts, he came up with the idea, and we're gonna let that roll probably come uh, May. So probably looking at episode forty-eight. So anyway, very good. Very good. And here we are. Looking forward to it. Oh, and I don't want to forget um, Badlands. They make backpacks. They also make clothing, and they just supported my 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 pack and and the return and everything else right. they're a really good company so reach out to all these companies on on um, on the internet badlands make some great product they're really proud of what they do when they support everything i had a hundred dollar backpack after five years one of the zippers started to fail a little bit and i sent it in to have it repaired they couldn't so they ended up sending me a new one and i'm like yeah i i told them send me the old one back i can deal with it yep. and uh, and they said no that's not how we roll so you can appreciate that kind of customer Stand service. Stand-up company. So, yep. yep, exactly. So here we are, Bish, in my backyard. And I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about tonight based on former um, episodes. And I'm leaning back, sorry. Don't look at that. That's for later. I didn't see that's it. Your, that's your little quiz later. No problem. So last episode was called Foster's Bullshit, right? And... Right. I was taken aback by the fact that Foster's is not brewed in Australia. It's brewed in the good old U.S. of A., which I love. Right. Don't get me right, wrong. Right. But if I'm drinking Australian beer, God damn it, it should be from Australia. You would think so. You would think. That's right. So, i got to throw on my goggles here. Put them on. So, Thirsty and I were a little taken aback by that. And, and that was all genuine. We, we discovered that as we were doing the podcast. So, so I got I, I checked it online. The very good reasons Foster's isn't brewed in Australia, and this came out in uh, December of 2017. Believe it or not. Sorry about the table, folks. So, quick guess: Where's Foster's? Where would you guess if an Australian beer was brewed in the United States? Where would it be brewed? 
I would say somewhere up by Minnesota. Me too. Nope. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> it's been brewed there since 2011. Really? Talking about 11 years, 12 years, right? Yep. It was brought by the international group SAB Miller, well, Miller, right, which is now owned internationally, and they operate in the, under, in the United States under Miller Coors. Sorry about the sound of the paper. So why, if, if you had a guess, why would they not brew it in Australia? There's many reasons. And they're probably, real, you're going to hear it, and it's really obvious. right? I'm going to say the water. Well, I wish that was one of them, but no. no. Um, packaging costs, import taxes, shipping costs, which makes a lot of sense. Australia's a million miles away. Right, right. And, and the cost of pro producing the beer itself is just much more expensive in Australia. So they decided to bring it to the United States. The other reason is, is Foster's is considered a, um, oh, it's in here, some kind of lager. It's a lager, which right. means light in German, right? And they taste the best the day they're brewed. So every day they're in transit, they lose some of their quality. You and I probably couldn't tell. But people who drink beer for, for a living, <laughs> which would be great, I could do that. You could always talk to that. Who was that fellow that uh, from? It was from Duschenbergen. You might know. <laughs> he might know a little bit about those beers. You know. You know what? We should reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Duschenbergen. Put that on the list. We'll get You're good. To him. We'll get to him, folks. This is one of our best listeners. He takes notes. So. Um, yeah, so it, it ages the beer in transit. So, so this guy back in um, I got I in 2013. Oh no, that was back. So this guy did a class action suit. Said, uh, we were pissed about it. We didn't think to take it to the courts, yeah. right? But this guy did. A New York City man filed a class action suit against them, fooling for fooling him into believing that Foster's is made in Australia. <laughs> now that's. He probably doesn't have a lot to do. Now he's got some free time on his hands. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. His name was Leif Nelson. So he sounds like he's got some cred. Yeah. He said uh, the Foster's advertising, advertising, publicizing the beer as Foster's Australian for beer and how to speak Australian <laughs> gave an artificial portrayal of being brewed in Australia, which I agree. I was duped by it. Yeah. So... It appears that, uh, that that fell short. Now, in the meantime, <laughs> this goes on. How many files you got there? I, uh, just two. So this guy, another guy, um, in 2013, Francisco Marty bought a, brought a class action suit against Bex because Bex is also brewed in the United States. <laughs> That's the German beer, right? <laughs> yeah, a yeah. German for beer. Right? Isn't that what they used to That's say? That's what they say. So the, the, the joke of this is uh, it was it was originally brewed in Bremen, Germany. I loved Beck's when I was a young guy drinking beers. Uh, they moved to St. Louis <laughs> with Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they did. So the good news is, Wayne, Bish, they agreed to settle the lawsuit to avoid litigation. Okay? Let me guess. Go ahead. Free beer for as long as he lives. Uh, no. no, no, it was a class action suit. So it was anybody who was affected by this dupe, oh, right? Okay. Yep. 
The result of this settlement was that customers who had purchased Becks from May 2011 to June 2015 could receive 50 cents back for every six-pack they had a receipt for. <laughs> and God knows we don't get receipts when we buy beer. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so they did change their labeling the same brewed in the USA to modify their label. But wow. hey, so so there's you know a little little, little back uh, backstory on the whole the whole uh, Foster's bullshit right there. Wow. See how that is? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. So another thing we talked about with desalination plants. We get into everything. You heard that right? story. You yep. you you've diagnosed well, and dissected every one of us. Didn't um when Charlie was down in, is it Kite? What was that? Kite? Key Kite? What was that place he went to? And they had a plant oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Kite yeah. Keys or something. And, uh, yeah, I'll think of it. Go, go ahead. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. And and what what I realized from that, it was small scale. Yep. For a city, it isn't. So I did a little research on that. So I found out that... Um, it costs about a billion dollars <laughs> really? be, to to build a desalination plant. And that's not the only drawback. Um, so they have one. Do you know we have one in Massachusetts? I did not. We have one in Dighton on the Taunton River. So really? it, mu it must be able to, like, siphon out human bodies because the Taunton <laughs> yeah. River is a dumping ground. Right. It's disgusting. Sorry about that. Um, so desalination plants, like, if, like we were saying, why would you... Go to Jamaica Pond, run out of water as Boston grew, right. and go to Lake Cachituate in Framingham. Right. Go out to Wachusett, and then ultimately settle on on Quabbin, which is you. Have you ever been there? I've been around Quabbin. Yeah, we get. I wish you were. Well, we'll talk about the other part in a minute. Um, but it's just funny that that's less expensive to do all of that than it is to throw a billion bucks at a desalination plant, and then the other drawbacks are. Um, extremely energy intensive. Like they take a lot of electricity to do what they do. Right. Um, which also generates a lot of greenhouse gas, which, okay, I get it. Um, negative effect on marine ecosystems. They suck in a lot. You got to pull water in, right, to process it. Right. So they pull in microorganisms, small things that other things eat, right. eggs and, and stuff like that. Um, the other problem is, is for every gallon of desalinated water, there's a gallon of refuse. And that's got to go somewhere. somewhere. And it's super salinated water yep. that can affect the ecosystem right. in a negative way as well. Yep. So we thought we, we, we thought we were sitting there like our eureka moment. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. And I got like a little spanked around when I started reading this stuff. But um but yeah, they call it the brine. But yeah, it's a billion bucks. So wow, we're gonna. You know what? In the spirit, in the spirit of research, I'm gonna burn this. Hey, <laughs> all right. Next to our little crackling fire. Nice. So I got I got the fish here tonight, and um, again, you came back from Wisconsin, a little bit of a long drive. Yep. Yep. Uh, did it in Warrior. Two days. We usually take two days, but. I made great time because I was by myself. So I didn't have to make all the extra pit stops and hunger stops and whatever, whatever. Just hammer down. And don't you think there's a guy thing 
where every mile you go, like you say, I got another mile in me. Oh yeah, when you get to that point, yeah, I'll just I'll just go. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Yep. I just I just listened to a podcast. There's a really good podcast out there called um, Against the Odds. I said really good is a good podcast. Um, I've already talked to you a little bit in our show prep right. about what I don't like about it in that there's single narrators and they do the voices for the opposite gender, which is kind of weird. Like when you have a, a guy saying, then Mary said, we should get out of here. And you go, couldn't they have brought a lady in to do that? And then the woman, she's got a great delivery, everything else when she's doing the, the narration. But then she'll say, then Charlie said, and she'll change her voice and go, we should find a train to bring this, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, could you, I mean, you gotta, they're on everything. They, they, they're, they're making money. Yep. Find someone, one of us, we could have done it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it could be. We available. might be onto something. Podcast voiceovers. Oh, oh, yeah. So anyway, it's called uh, Against the Odds. And they, every season, and I think there's 22 seasons, but every season is three or four or five episodes about certain events like the sinking of the uh, Indianapolis yep. in World War II. Um, I just listened to one about the um, the Uruguayan rugby team that got trapped in the Andes for three months and there's yep. cannibalism and things like that. So they're actually, it's, it's actually, I listen to a lot of true crime right. and that gets exhausting sometimes with some of the you know, yep. horrific things that people do to people. And to hear this stuff, and it usually has some kind of a happy ending of some type. But, right. um, but anyway, I was listening to that, and it, and it was when they were trying to leave this this soccer team or rugby team was trying to leave the crash site, and it, it was, I, you, know, you and I would be like, oh, just go walk and find the place. Oh, we got birds. You don't realize that they're looking at that the peaks of the Andes. And they've got wool socks on, yeah, <laughs> right? yep. And they're not prepared, not at all. and it's it's unbelievable. Like they, they would say, "I want to go another foot, but I can't. I'm going to go back." And it, it and you, it's funny when you're not in the situation. You go, "Hey, suck it up, Buttercup. Get up there and don't be an idiot." You know? right. Well, there's there's a reason why I wouldn't go forward, right? I mean, because yeah. you, you never know if you get back. No, that's right. Yeah, the yeah. point of no return. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you get enough fuel, but. But uh, but they I, I'm I'm at the point in that podcast where they two of the guys finally get to a river and follow the river and I, I'm not going to give it away. Okay. That'd be that'd be wrong. Yeah, that's... That'd be a bad podcast. Unless podcast. you put the spoiler alert on. I could put the spoiler alert. And then people nah. could you know deviate from <laughs> don't the listen. show for a minute. Yeah, don't listen for. I love that when they say don't listen for thirty seconds if you hate <laughs> like people getting stabbed in the head. <laughs> What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh well, I might as well listen. So anyway, so you you went out to Wisconsin. Your family, your wife's Judy's from from Wisconsin, right, right. And uh, and some some family concerns. Yep. yep. Yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah, she's yeah. been out there since Christmas. You said. Yeah, we all went out Christmas. Um, spent a spent a week. It was what was that time when we had uh, so many storms going across this you know the central part of this country. Um, we we delayed our trip for, I think it was two days, um, and we ended up going right straight through. Uh, the only exception was Buffalo. They had I-90 closed so that you couldn't go through Buffalo. You had to go down around, I think it was 390 and catch 90 on the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Into PA. But uh, I didn't, I thought 90 went through PA. It, it does, doesn't, it does. When do you go north, though? 
to Buffalo because I've driven from Chicago. Ninety straight across. Oh, but oh, you would into Buffalo. You like like Orchid Park into that way. Oh, see, I don't really. I don't think I, I had the. There's I, two ways you can go. They wrote you two different ways. Because I got stuck in a, a in Chicago O'Hare once. And there's a hurricane coming up the coast and everything was canceled. And I rented a car knowing yep. I'd come in behind it. Right. And I had to get home for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary where I was doing the speech. <laughs> yeah. So the pressure was on. That's important. That's important. <laughs> but I don't remember going near Buffalo. I, I remember it was like so a... When so you, when you come up 90 and you have an option of going the New York Thruway and the Mass Pike, yep. there's a sign right on 90. And you can take that way, and that takes you away from Buffalo. That's or probably you, what I did. Yeah, I we did that a couple of times. Because it probably said Massachusetts, it right? So I said, the, I'm going that it's way. It's got the turnpike symbol on Yeah, I'll, symbol I'll never on forget. I, so I'm, I'm going through the... So I was in Denver yep. for a meeting. No, yep. I was in, excuse me. I was in Vegas for a show, a trade show. Yep. I had a meeting in Denver. So I drove, and I knew the hurricane was coming up the coast. So I drove from the airport in Denver to the meeting and straight back to the airport and got on a flight to Chicago trying to beat the, the hurricane. Storm, yeah. Right? So I get to I get to Chicago. I run off and I, I mean, this is, this is I mean, shit show. Everything. Cancel, 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 cancel. Everything going east. Cancel, cancel, cancel. So I called, we at the time, the company I worked for had a travel agent. Judy, find me a flight to Boston. She goes, there's nothing. I go, Judy, come on, you got to find something. Nothing. I go rent me a car. I gotta get, I gotta get home. It was Thursday at like three in the afternoon in Chicago, which is four o'clock here, right? Right. So she goes, I rented you a car. I said, Did you upgrade me. She goes, I got you a Bonneville SST. Remember those? Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that'll get you home quick. Right? So I go, thank you, Judy. It was like one hundred and twenty-five dollars, right? It was cheaper than a flight. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I get the, I go and I, I book the car. And I go back up and I yell in the terminal, anybody going to Providence, because actually I was flying, I, my car was in Providence. Anyone flying to Providence, I'll, I'll share the ride on me, just figuring for time. Yep. No one, no one, no one. So I got the car and I took off, right? Four o'clock Chicago time. I get to somewhere in Ohio. I wish I'd know because Mike Bonzowitz, a guy I know, lives in this town. I, I used to know it. I pull in the hotel. Hi, I need a room for the night. She goes, okay, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like 11 o'clock. I said, I want to pay for it now. I'm checking out in four hours. Because I said, I got four hours. I went in, laid down, slept for four hours, got up and left. I go and in, get into Pennsylvania. I go in to get some a coffee or whatever. I don't remember what I was doing. No cell phones, by the way. We didn't have cell phones back then. So no one knew where I was. It, it, it was actually kind of cool. And uh, so I come out and there's a dent in the car. Someone hit me. Oh. It's on the left side rear quarter. I'm like, God damn it. So now that, that now that's on me, right? So I drive all the way back. Now I get to Providence, but the rental car place is not near the parking place. So I pull up to the rental car place. And I pull way up so he can't walk between the car in front of me and me to see the backside of the car. Nice. Right. Good thinking, Pete. Right. I go. park the car. I go, oh, all set. Yeah, thank you. And I leave. I get in the van and I go, he goes, going to the airport? I go, no, I'm going over to the parking. And here's 10 bucks. Get me over there. And he did. And I ended up driving home, 
changing my clothes, taking a shower, changing my clothes, and shout out to Worcester to do my parents. And I got we got there with like 15 minutes to spare. Oh, plenty of time. It was unbelievable. Plenty, plenty of time. I, I could have yeah, yeah. taken, I could have another <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> but it's this crazy crap you're doing. Here you are driving back from Wisconsin by yourself. Yeah, drove out by myself. Oh, you did by yep. yourself, yeah. Yep. I yeah. towed my boat. Towed my boat out there. Yeah. And, well, uh, do you, can you, you want to tell me why you towed your boat out there? Because eventually I'm going to be out there. Eventually, two yeah, months. Yeah, like two months. Two if, months. If everything works out in terms of housing. Yeah. Because uh, can't live with the folks. Can't live with her sister. So Judy, we're just kidding, Judy. No, we're not. No, we're no. not. She no, knows. She knows, it. yeah. So. Well, no, but you got a plan. Yeah, we got a plan, and hopefully it'll all fall into place. Um, will. The boys will be staying here. Um because Wesley's Wesley's job is great. He loves his job, and Kippy's uh, Kippy's Kippy's gonna be uh, working with the union pretty soon too. Oh, is he? Yeah. And what what? Uh... Finished carpenter. Oh no, kid. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I was a framer. Were you? Yeah. Wow. So we they used to yell at us. We're not making pianos. <laughs> Hit some nails. <laughs> my my dad used to be a framer, and then they moved him inside, and he was a finished carpenter, and he saved enough scraps. To finish one kitchen, yeah. On one, of all the houses that they did yeah. down the Cape at the time, he saved all the scrap wood and he could almost finish the whole kitchen at one of the houses. That, that's a, that's an art. Well, I worked for a, I worked for a Framer John Jim, and uh, John was a great guy. And uh, back in the day, his father or grandfather, every house they built, every every cut they made was with a handsaw. And he said that my grandfather, I, I can't remember if it was his grandfather or father, one or the other, his forearms were like, like our calves. Right, right. <laughs> yep. And he, I remember the story. I'm like, and here we are bitching about the Makita has a dull blade. You know? yeah. <laughs> he said, yep. you want a dull blade? I'll show you a dull blade. But he, he was a terrific guy. But his brother Roots, uh, Mark, was the Finnish guy. So we'd go and frame out a house and yep. roof it. And then Roots and his crew would come in and finish it. Yeah. And he was he was an artist. Yeah. And that's 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 a talent. Oh yeah, it is. It is. My it dad really is. my dad used to be real good at that stuff. He's made cradles for uh for oh, my, my cousins. How cool is that? Yeah, and I still I have it when we had the boys, so it's in the house for the boys to have when they get married. That's cool. You good know, I, so one of Charlie's buddies from high school, Gooey, um, lives in Alabama. He's a builder. And he's a he's a Finnish guy too, and yep. he's a he's an artisan of some type. And and Charlie has a I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but he's got a motor from LL Bean in a canvas bag. It's like a little outboard, oh maybe well, two I, horsepower I, I, or something. Right, I've heard that. So I, oh he won't listen. Um, I say hey, we should build a, a fake transom and attach it to it. So it looks like a boat going away and this yep. and that. So he employed Gooey to do that 10 years. Like we just never got to it. And he employed Gooey to do it. And he did it. And uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's at his house. Oh, nice. And uh, he did that. And he, he did the whole framework and everything to make. And then and then mounted the motor on it, which is kind of slick. But to, to be able to do um, finish work. And you know how, how you do a corner the miter an, an inner corner is so much easier than an outer corner right. right but they a lot of guys they don't miter them they they score them and then blend them 
I don't know what that's called. Uh, so so yep. imagine instead of doing this, you do right. this. Yep. And it follows the contour of this. This is real good podcast shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing so, things on my fingers so, in the podcast so, cruise. People in Germany go, what is he talking about? <laughs> that, that poor kid. What was his name? Oh, uh, from uh, from Duschenberg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hans. I'll, I'll, I don't remember. I, I don't Alex, Alex. 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 Yeah, I yeah. think you're right, Alex. I think they call that a curf cut. Curf? Curf. C-U-R-F, yeah. Because you do that with the... Seal, uh, yeah, on crown on molding a, on, a, on the crowns, right? Yeah, yeah which so. is an yeah, that blows an me away. It's a talent. That's a talent. Yep. I I want to do crown molding in my bathroom, and I'm just getting it painted, and I'm like ready to throw myself out mm. the window. Yeah, um, yep. just such such torture. But so you're going to Wisconsin? Yep, going out. Yep, yep. yep. Good for you. It's, hey, you know what? Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You do. You know, she she was nice enough to help me with my folks. Where'd you meet Judy? I met Judy at my neighbor's house. In, my neighbor in Foxborough. Yep. Um, let's see. Why was Judy in town? Judy was a nanny. She came out oh, here no to kidding. nanny for a family in Sharon. And she's a Catholic girl, and she went to the Foxborough St. Mary's Church. My neighbor had two boys. Uh, that were her age, and Judy didn't have any friends out here besides other na other nannies. Right, uh, that's that's not uncommon. Correct. Yeah. So my neighbor invited her over to meet her sons, hopefully that they could, you know, just go and see a movie, have a cup of coffee, just keep her busy. Well, uh, neither one of her boys were home, so she called me up from across <laughs> the street. Take this girl out. Yeah. Could you come over here? I guess someone you want to meet. Oh, that's a so cute story. So I went over there and met her. And When was that? Um, what year? I'm sorry. I'm putting you on the spot. It was. You should know this, though. It was like 93. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like 93. Yeah. So I just had a hernia done, so. <laughs> I had some big stitches on the side. Yeah, yeah. that's a great story. Oh, about yeah. the, especially the hernia yeah, part. Well, I've I just, had two. I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's good. That's good. It gives it some. What's they by? call that, that? They call that the story is making some gravy. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. Speaking of that, that is a common Stephen Ronella from the Meat Eater, and I oh, okay. I listen yep. all the Meat Eater stuff. I listen to his podcast on Mondays. I listen to his trivia trivia, excuse me, on Wednesdays. We've talked about it before. So many weird coincidences where right he talks about stuff we've talked right. about Follows and sure as shit yep. episode 45 we talked about the about the florida panthers and the fact that they're not florida panthers they're texas panthers that have been relocated to florida right and how bob from our hog camp was pissed about it and blah 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 guess what episode uh whatever of renella is not this monday but the previous monday panthers talk talked about the same thing and i swear maybe it's just that there's just so few things to talk about in the wildlife world yeah that's, that's but it's very coincidental too much of a coincidence it is yeah. very there's been too many of those right. right so steve if you're listening give me a call <laughs> we need to talk <laughs> he's italian too so it's gonna be ugly oh man but uh oh. but no that's so you're going out to take care of judy's dad and yep. 
Yep, her and, dad uh, and her mom. And her mom. Because yep. her sister can't do it on her own. Yep. And uh, she's done a great job up to what yeah. she can do. Yeah, oh, good for you. So, yeah. Good for you. Yep. Kind it's of not looking, a bad place to be. No, kind of looking forward to it. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to miss the boys, but, uh, you know, that's what happens. They're only a flight away. My kids are a flight away. Yeah. You know, as they get older, you, Colin just got, took his second uh, CPA exam out of four and waiting for the results of that. Did yep. really well in his first one, which he took the toughest one first, which is smart. Right. And because uh, his disciplines in that that relate to the others. So it was a writing. He took the second one was more of a writing thing. So it, it takes, you know, longer right. to get your results. Wow. So fingers crossed. Yep. Yep. Of course. Good. But uh, speaking of your kids and the fact that I refereed for them for many years and and had to keep you in line on the sidelines all the so, time. You know, no, you're, you're that's the kind of guy I am. You're all right, except for the mouth mouth guard thing. Oh yeah, but, well, uh, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Rules a rule. I'm like, a rule, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, I, I've had so many. I'm a, I don't know if I've ever talked about this in the podcast, but I am a, a lacrosse official, and. Uh, you know, I'll have coaches say, "What do you, what do you, what are you calling that for?" I go, "Coach, because it was a violation." Right. It, we could decide what you want me to call and what you don't want me to call. We'll start right now. You want me? I won't call slashes. How's that? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, take your pick because I, I can, I cannot call some stuff if you'd like, and they, it shuts them up real quick. Yeah, but, then it turns into a shit show when that's. Not, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. we wouldn't do that. So I mean, that you know, it's hypothetical. But um, I just got my f my first four games of the season. Really? Coming up Monday. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday, April 2nd. Town, right? Yeah, in town. Yeah. yeah, I've got four games. Wow. Sunday. So Daryl Daryl texted me and said, you want two or four? I go, give me the four. Yeah, I'll take it all. <laughs> right? Let me have it. Give me four early season. Give me two late season right. when, I'm, when I'm limping around. But, uh, no, I love it a lot. And I've always enjoyed doing that. And, and, uh, and reffing your kids is always a good time. Yep. You know, Wes yep. being the big old long polar yep. A yep. defenseman and Kip with his, his fake pass stuff. It was always funny as shit. <laughs> See those kids run the other way yep. looking for the ball, and he's still holding it, which is uh, which is fun stuff to watch. But, no, it's all good. Yep. Yes, sir. Tercy's missing it all. Yep. He'll be listening, though. Oh, yeah, he's going to listen. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the first one, first listen tomorrow. Speaking of that, we've had – Christ, I'm – so – so people know, I uh, started with Anchor, got bought by Spotify, which I think everybody knows at this point. I've talked about it. But um, they're bringing new new features and things to the podcasting community. And as of right now, we've had 3,264 plays of the podcast. Overall? Overall. Overall. Yeah. No, no just last episode. I was going to say. <laughs> Should've Come on, been. Wayne. Should have been. <laughs> Should have been. I, which one was that? The one where we screwed up and I, the the end became the beginning no. and the beginning. No, that was that a couple was ago. A couple yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, I've lost track. But it's been four years, right? Yeah, and Still, I can't believe it was November like third, twenty twenty one, when you were on. We were outside again. Same spot. Yeah, yeah, same spot we're in right now. Yeah, but um, no, it's all good. It's all good, and we got we got some exciting news uh, this morning. It, 6.30 when I went on the Massachusetts Trout Stocking Report. Yes. And a yes. pond, the, the, the secret <clears throat> undisclosed pond. Undisclosed pond. Yeah, yes. they just stocked it yesterday. So those little trout skis are sitting around right now. They're waiting for you. Yeah, they're pooping out all those pellets and waiting to eat something. 
never go never go the day after they stock them um but they they tend you know it's funny i, I don't know if you've watched any of the videos but you know how they stock fish right right they used to be with nets right and they found out the nets were scraping off all this the, the slime. protective slime right? right so now they shoot them out of like tubes yep or if you're in the rockies yeah. the plains right is drop that, them is that yep. the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen i think they even did that in new hampshire did, have they on, some uh, of those was it northwoods law they oh, took did, they, they, took, show it? they yeah. took an epo and he went out the guys in the helicopter and they just dropped them right into heaven well that's that's different than the planes out and the planes are going i mean what's the slowest a big giant plane can go yeah 100 miles an hour yeah. <laughs> and these things are vertebrates they're not like you're throwing amoebas in the water <laughs> they're throwing shit with a spine yeah yep. and, and they and they and they blow them on i remember sending a video uh to my daughter from instagram with that and she's like that's how they do it i said yeah i guess because i had never seen that yeah. And oh. how does a fish go from I don't know, 5, to, yeah. feet on what's the lowest you can go over the Rocky well, Mountains? It depends on what kind of plane it is, right? Because they yeah. have the fire planes, the Canadian fire planes can True. scoop right, right yeah. off the water. Yeah, you've heard those stories where they think they like suck up a scuba diver and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they go over, they'll go over and suck up all the water, and which that's a really good, that's a really good talking point. <laughs> Does all that water that they have really make a difference? It doesn't seem like enough. Well, you got to consider the size of the fire, the size of the, the plane, what I it can know. hold. It's just like this like triangular bag of water. And they've got a fire that's like 7,000 acres wide. And they go, Pfft. well, they. <laughs> they oh, can, you, see, you're a pragmatist. Look at you. I like the way you think. This, some of them will just come down without the bag. And they're. They're able to scoop the water as they fly through it. Oh, there's a, I just saw it on the phone the other night. There's a Russian plane that did this. It comes down, and it looks like it was a when the airliner. They do it in the Ukraine. No, no, this is before the. <laughs> I'm kidding. The war there. But it would come down, and it looked like a jet airliner was crashing. He'd come right down, and he just Sully Sullenberger. Yeah, they skim the top <laughs> of the water, and he takes off. And it was a tanker. He just no shit. Yep, sucked it all up. Yeah, I'd like that, right? Okay, uh, we need somebody to uh, fly this giant plane over a lake and suck up some water. Who's in? <laughs> Just, Everyone steps back, and I then there's one guy. I don't know. There's this, the size of the plane. They almost look like C-130s. Yeah, but Hercules. Something like that, yep. yeah. Um, but they're, it's a Canadian uh, plane. A. 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 <laughs> It was a Canadian plane, eh? Hey, uh, hey. So anyhow, they, they were showing it on the phone again. There was like five of them in a row. They'd all line up. That's unbelievable. And they'd come down, break break the surface, scoop the water up, take off. Incredible. Drop it on the fire. Yeah. It was cool. So to that point, I still don't know uh, how trout survive. <laughs> So many years ago, I worked in a, a company out in Sturbridge, west of here, and I went out one day to check out this little uh, this little river. It looked great, a great looking river. Came out of a big pond and into a river, and as I pull up, the the stocking trout showed up. A uh, stocking truck showed up. I'm like, oh, cool. So they come out with back then it was the nets, mm -hmm. and they didn't use the rubber nets that are supposed to be more. 
um, you know, friendly, friendly humane, friendly. whatever. Yeah, yeah, fish friendly. Good yep. call. Um, so the guy comes out with the net and he's on a bridge and he's dumping them in and a trout falls at my feet. And I go, I probably can't keep this, right? <laughs> he goes, it'd be better off if you threw it in the water. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked it up and I remember, you know, back then I think we, we just got into cell phones. And I remember saying to my buddies, I just got my first trout. Yeah. <laughs> can't bring it home though. Can't bring it home. Oh, I had to let it go. <laughs> yeah. I had to release it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing now. <clears throat> These PFAS, you know, this the, the forever chemicals and everything, and you know, God forbid, you eat a bass or a pickerel or something out of sitting right. in a pond for a couple of years. Right. They're saying that these, uh, and we talked about last episode. I'm not trying to reiterate this, but now that the undisclosed pond is stocked, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm keeping fish. Catch and release, yeah, yeah. Because you've brought home fish from that pond before, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Tons. But, you know, you don't know if there's affecting you. It's not going to happen overnight, you know? True. True. The, the, the forever chemicals in their flesh gets into your flesh, and then who knows what's going to happen. Right. And they say, I, I researched it, they say that the um, stockfish don't, because they haven't been in the water long enough, um, won't, they, won't yeah. you know, they can't absorb. But I don't know that the, that the, the, the hatcheries water is any cleaner than the undisclosed pond or anywhere else. Right. Right? Right. Am I going to trust them? Do I? Do you remember as a kid going, oh, you didn't grow up around here. North Attleboro had a fish hatchery. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when we were younger, you could, they had the outside troughs. Yeah. Yeah. And there, were, there must have been a dozen of them. And you could go over and feed. Yeah, throw pellets, pellets at them, yeah. So now they've let those troughs die dry up, and they're they're housing all the trout in that building in pools. Big so cisterns. I would I would trust that. <clears throat> yeah. Because it probably filter. But it, then it, again, it, a forever chemical isn't filterable, true, right? True. I don't. I don't oh, or is it? I, I guess maybe I got to do more research. Yeah. Depends on what kind of filter. I guess it would pull it out. So my wife's uh, cousin married a guy, Tim who uh, was a financial guy and got sick of the rat race, and he bought a trout farm in Plymouth, one of the oldest trout farms in the United States. Really? And it was cedar-lined <clears throat> troughs, like you mentioned. Yeah. Almost like a stream, but it went yep. it went left to right, right to left, left to right, right to left, left. And it, I, I don't know what the temperature is consistently from under the ground, but 52 degrees, okay. something like that. Yep, yep. And he, then he had a shed or a barn where he, he raised eggs, and he sold fish and eggs and everything else to the state. Then he started his own um, his own smoking company in Plymouth, and he would smoke salmon sides, he would smoke trout, make trout pate, bluefish pate, yep. some of the best shit you've ever eaten in your life. We used to go fly fishing out on Plymouth Beach. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'd say, okay, ready for breakfast? And we'd, we'd get these everything bagels out, and we'd spread fresh bluefish pate, smoked bluefish pate. And I remember saying him one day, I go, what do you figure the peasants are doing right yeah. now? <laughs> I mean, just amazing yep. what, what he did. And it, it, got, it got to a point where it, it he sold it to, um, oh, what was the kid's name from Baywatch, who was a Plymouth, he grew up in Plymouth, Chukachi. Chukachi? No clue. Something Chukachi. Look it up. And uh, 
he sold the, the, the business to this Chokichi kid, and then really? Tim went back in the in the finance with Reuters. But oh, um, yeah. I didn't mean to. Didn't if Tim, if you're listening, I I didn't mean it to come out that way. But Reuters, he went over to England and stuff, and did very well for himself. But um, uh, what was my point? Oh, so he had this this great old school trout farm, not far off the uh, center of Plymouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, oh, you, I used to go there. It was like heaven. You'd pull down this dirt road just outside of Plymouth Center, dirt road. Why is there a dirt road here? You know, and and you'd pull in. There's a little the house that he and Mary lived in at first, and then they moved up the hill. It was like a it was like a cabin, and he lived in there alone. He had bouviers, you know the the dogs, the yep. bouviers, yep, which were I think bred by Jackie. Bouvier, who was Jackie Kennedy, Jackie Onassis, Onassis yeah. the Bouviers. They were big herding dogs, black mostly, and uh, real, could be a little edgy. Uh, he had three of them, and that's what, that was his heat. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, his, that was his furnace. He oh. would sleep on the floor on a, on a whatever, yep. some kind of mattress, and he would be surrounded by his dogs to keep him warm in the winter. Wow. Which, <laughs> right? That's what you like, hey. Uh, no, but I mean, isn't that like... That's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. What, and I used to go and help him there and, and uh, you know, work the work the uh, trout farm and shoot the night herons and stuff. Because yep. they were... It, it, yeah. So he had a holding pond. And I don't know how many fish, three or 4,000 fish, and he'd throw pellets in. And it was like piranhas. Yep. And uh, we would fly fish that. And and have a blast, you yep. know, because it, it, yep. it didn't let them go. But so many of them came up with big old holes in their heads and stuff from the herons, Pecking who thought them. they yeah they yeah. could thought they could eat them, and you know realize they can't eat an eighteen inch trout, you know or whatever, and they just leave a big hole in their head and eventually they die. But right. Um, right. but those <laughs> are some fun times. I mean, <laughs> that was the good old days, kid. Oops, sorry. Hey. Yep. Um. <clears throat> Not for nothing, but when we went to Denver for uh, the Lacrosse Worlds in 2014, yeah, was West was playing out there. That's cool. Judy has family out there, relations out there. One of her great aunts owns land up in Ward, Colorado. Ward, yeah. Which used to be an old hippie town. Yeah. Um, they like an a, old ghost town that the hippies moved into. Yeah. Well, thing. I guess they just turned it into a hippie town. There was like uh, VWs parked on the side of the road and, you know, broke down, never fixed, left there. But she owns a cabin out in the woods with 110 acres um, and they raise cutthroat trout. No kidding. In a pond right out in front of the cabin. Um, and then they take them, they, get, they stock them and then I guess they just, you know, sell them, I guess, I would think. Part of the state. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting to see. I was in, um, I've been to Sun Valley a few times, and uh, we we fished out there and caught some trout, and we were at a restaurant one night in Ketchum, Sun Valley. Ketchum. Yep. Sorry. I, I warned you about the table, and I'm yep. smashing the table. <laughs> um, you've never been to Sun Valley, I no, know. I haven't been that far. Ketchum, where uh, Ernest Hemingway took his life, and... It's just a cool cowboy town yep. in the mountains and everything. Like you drive down the road and you take pictures everywhere and it's like a postcard. 
Yep. So we went into a restaurant one night. And of course, I go to make friends with the maitre d'. Nice guy. And I go, hey, uh, do you do any fishing around here? He goes, eh, not really around here. I go up, I, I go to elevation. I go, I go to altitude. I go up. Yep. He goes, I, I'll, I'll backpack like eight hours in. Wow. And he goes, I catch purple trout. Yes, right. Purple trout and uh, some of the golden ones are out that. Goldens, yeah. Hot. Goldens. You know who was a big fan of the golden trout? Who's that? Chuck Yeager. Really? That was his. That was his trout of choice. Wow. Chuck Yeager. Was, I, I read his book. Yeah, he was all about golden trout. But yeah, these purple trout. And the guy's like, "Let me show you a picture." And he showed me these pictures of these. Un- they look like tropical fish. Yeah. But big. Because <laughs> they're all in like uh, glacial, uh, yeah. glacial water, yeah. Yeah. and it, there's no pressure mm. up there. Mm-mm. You know. No, and it's it's like it's like catching fish in a barrel because they just. Yeah. They've never seen a lure before or a fly right. or right. something, right? Or you match the hatch and you're doing your, your own thing. Right, right. But, so before you leave for Wisconsin, we got to get out to the magic the magic pond. Yeah, we'll have to do that. This undisclosed. we got a new canoe. A new, new canoe. A new, a new canoe. A new canoe. I like the new to I got us. a new boat. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, we got a 23-footer. Where uh, is it? Center console. It's down the Cape. Oh, Nice. My goal this year. Do you have Do you have fishing goals? Would you set goals? Just to get out on the water. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm a great goal. No, I'm with goal. you on that. Just to get out. No, but I, with, now that I have this new implement, uh, my goal is I've never caught a tuna. Hmm. Yep. I've caught blackfin. I guess so. That's a tuna. But I've never caught a bluefin. Yellowfin. I've been yellowfin. yellow yellowfin. Yeah. Uh, we were in Florida. My wife and I were in Florida in February. And uh, went out on a boat. I caught caught a couple of black fins and stuff. And um, and I caught a, I caught on the fly. Hope I didn't talk about this. I caught a um, by the seven mile bridge in Marathon. I caught a um, yellow uh, yellow jack. You know, a uh, jack craval. Yep. Typical. Okay. They're, they're like prize fighters, right? They're funky. Like skipjacks, skipjacks. No, it's a it's a, a jack like a. Not most of them aren't edible, or I guess you can eat anything, but they're not really edible. Yeah. But I caught a yellow jack, and I got a picture of it. I'll show you. I'll post it on on Instagram. We got to take a picture of us too, by the way. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> later I let it go naturally. I released it, and my buddy Dave was like, "Dude, best eating fish in the ocean." I said, ah, shit. Really? <laughs> ceviche, yeah. Wow. I made ceviche from a yellowtail snapper. The first night, the second night we were there, we caught some, I went out with some guys on a boat yep. and made some uh, yellowtail uh, snapper ceviche. Oh, my God. It's like it's like eating the ocean. Yeah, you know, the fish was like two hours dead, you know. Yeah. just fresh, fresh. Yep, fresh. I went out and bought, bought uh, jala- fresh jalapenos, fresh onion, fresh tomato, fresh. A little bit of mango in there and mixed it up with lime juice. Damn, dude, that's what that's what it's all about. But yeah, so my goal this year is is tuna, and we're gonna fish monomoy a lot. Monomoy's big striper, striper, right, uh, right. You know, we the word on the on the the word on the street. It's not really a street. The word in the waves is uh, there were no small stripers last year. Everything was. 28 yep. plus. Yep. So, I don't know. Do you like striper? No. We've only gone fishing for striper one time and went down to, um, 
We went to the canal, fished at night. Sorry. One of the guys that we worked with. I hate the canal. We used um, eel. Yep. Yeah. yeah and all we how much how much tackle did you lose? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't lose much. We uh, we got a lot of hits, but they would just like bite the eel in half. And yeah, just tight, get a, yeah, get a cigar, come yeah. Back, yeah. But yeah, that was a that was an all nighter. Oh, and all brutal. Break, that was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Judy We've went with me. It. Judy went with me. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were done for the next day. We were just, Isn't that awful? It's horrible. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. Dude, I used to leave here and drive to Lawrence. Yep. To oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. To meet my buddy to go duck hunting. Right? So I get to Lawrence in an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Then we leave Lawrence to go to Newbury to get out to the swamp to go out to the Ipswich River to leave our decoys before sunrise. I'd leave here at two in the Wayne. I would leave here at two in the morning, and yeah. then I'd I'd drive home at two in the afternoon. I don't know how I made it. It's a tiring day. <laughs> it's a long day. That's a long day. Yeah, it is. Keep that thought. Nope. So wherever we were, yeah, I've, I've got the twenty-three, the twenty-four. Is this twenty-four? Twenty-three. Twenty-three foot. Um, Triton, Senate Consul down the Cape. So that's going to get us out to Montemoy. And then the, the big thing is to be able to get out to uh, some of the tuna grounds, right. which everyone says, oh, tuna grounds, that's that's like, that's the canyons. Not anymore. You know, I don't know if it's global warming or what, but, you know, they're in, you know, they're in closer to shore, 18 miles, 15 miles from, yep. from shore. So right. that's, I'm, I'm already outfitting We've been gearing up, and uh, we got some rods and reels, and and uh, getting ready for that. But that's going to be a thrill. But the, by the excuse me, the same token, you know, heavy metals, yeah, forever chemicals. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't affect ocean fish as much because of the the movement of water, right. but still, they are. You know, do do you eat a? I want to catch. I want my goal is to catch a hundred and fifty pound tuna. That's, you know, that's been in the water two years. Yep. And that's right. a, and and I've been there. We've caught seventy pounders. I've never, I've never personally landed one, but I've been on boats that have. Yep. Oh, what a thrill! I can imagine. What a thrill! And the coolest thing about a tuna is they're so hydrodynamic that their their fins fit into slots on their sides. So when they're swimming full speed, just with, yep, with using their tail, right, their dorsal, uh, dorsal pectoral fins go yep. against their side and fit into slots. Like when you catch them, you can feel the slots, and it's it's unbelievable how, oh, how yeah. you know aerodynamic how, or whatever hydrodynamic, hydrodynamic, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of water. But right, yeah, but right. it's just like it's it's evolution. It's just so cool, you yeah. know. Yeah. So we we I I can't wait. We had a great year on the stripers last year, but uh, wow. but yeah, we're down for long term. <laughs> I clam, I go clamming down in uh, Orleans, and it, it's gonna be a it, it's a it's just a great it's a great release. It's Noel's happy place. Yep, and uh, I get to go down a couple vacation weeks, and then every weekend, and you know it's all good. Everyone's so, got to have a happy place. A happy place, There's no doubt. Yep. 
So yours is going to be catching walleye in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, walleye, sheephead, uh, drum. So sheep's head. I mean, you get them in Florida. Same same species. If you cut their head open, they got rocks in their head. And they have they have like teeth like look like goats and sheep. That's why they yeah, call them that. Yeah. They got like human teeth. Right. Yes. But that's the same species. So I they're, so, yeah. they're a, um, a species that can live in salt and fresh. Yeah. Like a striper, right? Stripers right. do. Yep. The, the hybrids. Bull sharks. What? Bull sharks. Can live in both, but they don't Brackish. have in Wisconsin. No. But I'm saying, <laughs> they can live in both. I almost just shit myself. It's, it's a bra- what do they call it? Like, Wayne, Brackish. don't wade fish. <laughs> Brackish water, Brackish. right? Brackish. Well, you know... Well, the the big thing back in what it was in nineteen twenty when that bull shark came up the river in New Jersey, right, a hundred miles up, yep, was attacking people, right, yep. I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode, but we were in Marathon a month ago, and I I took one of the electric bikes, the the, the Airbnb we rented, they had electric bikes at our disposal, and I took one, and uh, took my rod, went down to this old park. Two interesting parts of this. Oh shit! The Hallgren principle. You Damn did it! it. Yeah, I did it. Nice. <laughs> so I go out. I you know I pull my my bike up and I get my rod out and uh, I look over and there's a there's a um, wildlife management or the environmental police EPO and they're kind of parked in this little park, like hidden. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. So I go out and I take a couple casts and. These uh, rubber savage lures that I think are very effective gets bitten in half. I'm like, oh, this is looking good. So as I'm sitting there, there's a there's a boat launch to my left, and this boat pulls in. Next thing you know, these guys start the motor up, go out, go over to the launch, the, the environmental police. Right. Checking their checking their score. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So Slots. yeah, so. I see that happen. I'm like, wow, these guys are sneaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I walk around this little point in this park. And I'm casting a little bit. I'm standing on these rocks. And all of a sudden, it's like someone threw a piano in the water. Splash. And then I see brown, brown tail, this and that. And it's swirling around. And it's coming at me. And it's chase. It was a, I don't know if it was a bull shark or a hammerhead. Really? It was huge wow had to be had to be 10 feet plus came in within 10 feet of me chasing something that it wanted to eat right and then cut out and then headed out to deeper water and he was in shallow water wow. that water was brown from the bottom for as long as i was there yep stirred it, it all unbel- up oh yeah yeah so I'm I'm saying, holy crap! The power, the energy, the excitement of it, right? And uh, the fact that I wasn't in the water That's was even positive. It's a good plus, right? <laughs> big plus. It was a big plus. So oh, just just unbelievable. So then I then I take the bike and I had to head back. We're going out to dinner, and I'm going back. And sure as shit, didn't these these environmental police had these guys and they were they were measuring fish and throwing them in a bucket. They weren't legal. No, you know these guys come out. And a lot of people think, oh well, I, I, you know, they're throwing fillets in the in the bucket. Well, they cut them up on a boat. Yeah, you don't yeah. know how big that yeah, fish exactly. was. Yep. Right. Right. So it's like ducks. And back in the day, when one of my trips up to 
up to uh, Newbury, you know, leaving right. here at two in the morning to, to go up and hunt. And uh, one afternoon, I left work. And I, my buddy Grisky said, hey, let's meet up at Salisbury. We'll shoot some ducks. I said, fine. I, excuse me, I pull in this little parking spot. It's all snow. And my Lumina, my Chevy Lumina, a good hunting vehicle. Exactly. Goes up in the air and goes, <laughs> and just lands in the snow. Frame deep. Frame deep. Oh, beyond frame deep, right? So I kick my door open, and Grissy goes, oh, shit, what do we do? And I said, we hunt. We'll figure this out after. Because <laughs> the tide's coming in. <laughs> and that, you know what? That's probably one of my best uh, hunting moments. It was like, hey, you know, hey, we'll figure it out. So where we were parked was a cul-de-sac. You know, it was like a little turnoff. So we go out and we hunt and we kill, I don't know, I, I might have talked about this. You, you'd know if I talked about this on an episode before. We killed a couple buffalo heads, a, a, a female, um, a female pintail and a couple black ducks, right? Perfectly all legal. We come out. Now we're looking at my car. What do we do now? All of a sudden, a game warden pulls up. And he gets out. He goes, how'd you boys do? Said, Pretty good. Big, big, giant, young guy. And I'm looking at him going, he's going to help us get my car out. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he goes, I open up the trunk. I go, two buffle heads, a female pintail, and two blacks. And he looks and he goes, you're right. He goes, do you know how many times I come out and people have no idea what they shot? And they go, well, that's, you know, okay. So we're the good guys, right? And he goes, well, thanks, guys. And he goes, I have a good day. I said, I got an idea. How about you help us get my car out of this snowbank? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I'm not going to help you two dipshits get your car out <laughs> I'm not going to hurt my back. Yep, yep. And so, so I put it in, I put it in reverse, and we start rocking the car. I'm out, we're, we're both out of the car. Because I know I can jump in quick enough to not Catch go it. over the other side. Right? right. So he goes up to the cul-de-sac, turns around, and stops, puts it in park. He goes, all right, you dopes, I'll help you. <laughs> we weren't getting any. I'd still be there. This was 15 <laughs> yeah. years ago or more. So uh, so he ended up helping us. But uh, he goes, I, if I hurt my back, it's on you. Right. We were laughing. He was, he was a good guy. But uh, no, those are the good old days, man. I'm telling you. You know, yeah. when we just, whatever, whatever would happen, would happen. Right. Right. Good hunting up there. I keep hitting the goddamn table. <laughs> I got to paint that thing white. So, Wayne. Yes, sir. You're moving to Wisconsin. Uh, yep. So yep. tonight, I was here to help you. Look at that thing. Wow. That's impressive. That's a pretty impressive light right You better there, believe right? it. All right. So... My idea tonight was to help you assimilate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Good day. I don't know where all my shit went. So my thought was, you know, you've got to um, understand how to blend in. Hmm. That's yes. not going to be easy. It's not. No. And I don't think you have a thick uh, Boston accent. Everyone out there notices it, though. Oh, they do. Say, yeah. say beer. Beer. No, say how you would normally. Not like I said it. Beer. Give me a. Give me a beer. <laughs> that was better. 
All right. Well, do you like Hondas? They're pretty good. Honda. Motorcycles? No, the other one. It's more Boston. Car. Honda Accord? No, car. Say. Oh, car. A Boston, a car. Okay, car. Much better. I don't know what you're getting at there, Pete. I know. I, 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 I kind of blind. Plus, I'm blinding you with this light. Yeah. Well, before we talked about gold wings, and now you're talking about cars. And... All right. All right. Don't get angry. I'm not angry. No, you're angry. No, I'm not. You are angry. All, all right. right. So, okay. So, I had a couple ideas today, Wayne. Wayne. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm away from the microphone. I'm sorry. It's bad. I don't want to blind you, though. Okay. So, I wanted you to not look unusual in Wisconsin. So, I thought I would come. This is me scrolling through all my podcast notes. So, I thought I would um, ask you some questions and and work on your delivery okay sure so where are we tonight in my backyard okay how are you going to say that in wisconsin uh, pretty close to what i just said no you're gonna you, you need to assimilate uh, um backyard backyard back back backyard yard yard okay. that was okay. good thank you Okay. Okay. If you have a device in your vehicle that helps you avoid tickets, what would that be? A directional? A radar detector. So how would you say that in Wisconsin? Radar detector. A little more on the detector part. Let's give it another try. I'm, I'm working. Trust me. You're gonna you're gonna thank me for this. <laughs> the radar was good. Detector. Radar, radar detector. How do you spell detector? There's an O R at the end. So try it once more. Detector. Very good. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not gonna be talking you, like you this. Have, <laughs> Wayne, for your own safety. Okay. This is an old one, and I'm going to say it, then you're going to repeat it when you're in a store in Wisconsin. Park, excuse me, park the car in Harvard Yard. Okay, ready, go. Everyone knows this one. Park the car in Harvard Yard. Wow, you nailed it. You All nailed right. It. All right. All right. So here's things you shouldn't say, and I know I know you're you're not much of a drinker, which is very admirable. But if you had to go get beer, where would you go? Not the packy, but where would you go in Wisconsin? Probably the bar. <laughs> okay, that was beautiful. It won't be the bar. Where will it be? The bar. Very good. Yeah. Or what would you call a packy as we all know it? We call it a, the package store would be a packy. Right. Right. What would you call it in in Wisconsin? Liquor store. Okay, liquor store. They liquor don't know store. what packy is. Oh. Here's another one. Does Judy carry a pocketbook? Yes. 
Sometimes, yes. Okay. They don't call them that there. They don't. They don't. It's a purse. A purse. But you got to remember that. Don't, don't. You, I, I'm trying to help you not look like an asshole. Okay. That's going to be tough. Are you picked up on this? That's going to be tough. Okay. So I grew up in Grafton, which is near Worcester, but I called it Worcester. Yes. What would you call it in Wisconsin? Out there, they don't really know the verbiage out here, so it could be Worcester. It could be a town it out could there. Be, it could be Worcester. Okay, Worcester. Oh, by Leo Minster. Leo Minster, very good. Okay, yeah. I'm good with that. Okay. So I, I had some other... Um, here's something you shouldn't say in Wisconsin. Wow, this hot dog is wicked pissa. I like to say that out there because everyone looks at you right. and they think, where the heck is he from? I've had people say that. Can you say that again? <laughs> How about you shitting me? Like the guy says, hey, your, your left right, your left rear tire is down to 28 pounds. Then you say, you shitting me? Okay. <laughs> to that point, there is a bar in Pine Creek. Wisconsin, which is next to Dodge. We go to Dodge and have uh, chicken wings every Wednesday night. We leave Dodge. We go to Harry's Bar in Pine Creek, Wisconsin. Crick. Pine Creek? Creek, you got that. Because we'd Crick. say Creek. Pine That's Crick, good. Wisconsin. That's the opposite. The guy's in there. Uh, his name is Harry. Yeah, makes sense. And he's got... <laughs> Koozies. Beer can. Mm-hmm. Koozies. Do you know what they say on them? You're shitting me. <laughs> I got one All at right. the I got a couple at the house. There you go. All right. All right, so we you did very well. Oh thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, so I had I had a bunch of these and I don't know where they went. So I found some towns in Wisconsin. So I did some show prep, and I'd like you to pronounce these towns. So when you say I need to go to this place, right, you don't sound like a jerk, right. So this is H A R T L A N D. How would you say that, Wayne? Heartland. That's pretty good. But did you did you adjust that? No, Heart Heartland. You'd say Heartland. Heartland, yeah. Not Heartland. Ask me how we say the town that you live in. Or can we not say the town you live in? Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Okay. All right, so this town... Oh, I saw this This one. town is here. We yes. have this same town, and so does Oregon, which is not Oregon. That is Method. M-E-D-F-O-R-D. Method. 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 No, not, not, <laughs> not in Wisconsin. It's not. It is Medford. Medford? Medford. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. So I had... Um, Many more of these. It must be my like, truck. My father-in-law questions me on a few. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. How do you say this, Wayne? It's W-A-U-S-A-U. W-A-U. Wausau. Wausau. Right. Yep. There's that one. And then there's um, M-E-N-O-M-I-N-E-E. -E. Minami. Menominee. 
Yeah, so I get the uh, I get the drill from him. There's, He's yeah. got a map on his wall, Buffalo County. Yeah, yeah. Do Buffalo you realize County. that when we went out there before, we've been to Prague, 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 the North Pole. There's a North Pole, Wisconsin. Yep, North really? Pole. Yep. Um, it's a few places out there. Wabasha. Wabasha. Kellogg. I saw that. Ever been to Kellogg? Kellogg, no. I've never been to Wisconsin, I don't think. Really? I've, I've been through it, but not, no, I've never spent time there. Yep. But, I mean, think about all of that and think about even here. We have a Florida, Massachusetts. We right. have a Cuba, Massachusetts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's Beckett. Beckett. Oh, Beckett. What is Beckett? What is Beckett? The, Beckett's uh, a town out in the yeah, western part the of the state. What's the proudest thing about Beckett? Is it the French King Bridge? Uh, maybe that's a, that's a crazy bridge, but I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but on the Mass Pike, if you go through Beckett, it's the highest point on Route 90 east, east of, of the Mississippi Deco or, yeah. oh, east, yeah. of, the east of one of the Dakotas, right? right. Yeah. It's the highest point. 17,000 feet, something like that. I don't know if it's that high, but it's, we should look that up. <laughs> but no, but it, which is amazing to me. Yeah. You can be how many, 2,000 miles away and yep. it's. The highest point, yeah, I'm going to right, fill in the blanks, Wayne. Yes. I mean, Bish. Sure. All right, so Beckett. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look. you got to do some show fill-ins there. So Wisconsin's a great place to live. There you go. Our right. folks are four miles off the Mississippi Lock and Dam number six. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, it's really interesting if you've ever been out there to watch the barges lock through. They sometimes push up to 15 barges with one boat, one tug. That's unbelievable. And, you know, I had a boss once that told me why they pushed and not pulled. Because if you pull and something goes bad, it pulls you down. If you push, you can back out. Right, right. Right. So they can't fit all that um, 15 barges in a lock. So they got to break it oh. and lock through once and then come through again. Really? And then they catch up on the other end. Where is the affluence of the Mississippi? The beginning? Yep. Itasca, Minnesota. And you can actually walk across the Mississippi at that point. Really? It's that shallow? My boys have done it. Yeah. I've, I've, you know what? It's funny. I've never known. Okay. Berkshire County. Uh, elevation. 1,200 feet. Oh, okay. I was off by a few. <laughs> <laughs> a few thousand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, but which is stupid to think that at 1,200 feet, I, that's it, the highest point between that and South Dakota. Yeah, that doesn't... 1,700 feet. No, no. 1,200 feet. 1,700 population. Um, hmm. I got I I I to show proof. The highest elevation. I got to do... There's a sign right on the pike, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I took a picture. I think it's on my on my Instagram page. Um. Uh, anyway, so what does the beloved road sign on the Massachusetts Turnpike actually mean? I think that's what we're talking about. Yep, highest turnpike elevation seventeen twenty four feet. Next high highest elevation on I one ninety is Owacoma, South Dakota, South Dakota. at seventeen twenty nine. That's, which again, just, 
what you don't realize, like, we're practically sea level here. Right. You know, if you think about it, we're probably at 400 feet maybe. Right. And we're how far from the coast? Um, you know, yeah. 45 miles from the coast. Right. Uh, which is amazing to think. But, I, you know, I, I did you a disservice because you had some show prep and we haven't even haven't even broached it yet. That's okay. But you know what we're we can do? Good. We're going to get ourselves out on the uh, the undisclosed pond, do some fishing. We could do a podcast from there. And we can yeah. always, once you leave this fine fine town of ours, right? We can do a uh, we can do a, a remote on your phone. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, we should do that. I had in my show prep a note for Timofo. <laughs> I just want to let let Tifo let Timofo know. Thirsty Mofo. Thirsty Mofo. Just want to let him know that. We had talked about lures at one point, and he said he catches a lot of fish on his grandpa's. Yeah, the big O. The big O, and here it is, the big O. It was made in 1967, and it was a crankbait. It was made by Fred Young, and that was soon to be bought up by Cotton Cordell. Uh, it was one of the first square lip crankbaits made, and it was made out of balsa wood. So, Timo, there you go. Thank you, Grandpa, for a great lure. <laughs> I know this is a podcast, and we can pretty much say whatever you want, but I'm, I'm hesitant to say what I'm about to say, and I won't. So, we fished Quabbin one, one, uh, one morning, and... Timo broke out the big O, which I don't know, dude. I don't know that I'd fish it. I'd be so fearful of losing it. So he catches the first smallmouth. We had two or three boats out. You know, we rented boats and went out. And uh, he catches the first, the first fish of the day. And some of the things he was yelling at the other boats, I can't repeat. <laughs> funny as shit though you know it's, it's so funny he's like i got it and it's it's i mean can you imagine the excitement i have i have one of my father's lure boxes yep which sure. you know back as a kid we used to fish out in in uh spencer in some of the areas around my town I grew up you know 30 minutes from here but um to be able to catch a fish now his yeah. his man cave um has some of his uh his grandfather's uh, memorabilia in it. Yep. And one of the one of the fly tying books he has is one of the ones I have. Really? Yeah, it's like an introduction to fly tying. Wow. And it's the same. It's the same book. I'm sure it's a different edition. Right. Um, but it's the same cover, the same everything. It's like almost like a, you know, a brochure more than a book. But uh, yeah, I mean, to be able to have that stuff, he's got, he's got some cool shit over there that you know, and amazingly like we opened up a crate one day and and in it were some of his uh, grandfather's fly tying gear and there's still feathers that are still you could still tie with Christine, yeah yeah you know oh. i don't know 80 years yeah, later because I, I, I don't know what it is about feathers i, I guess they're pretty dry to begin right. with right there's not a lot of oil in them they don't degradate you know degradate but um 
Yeah, he's got a he's got a cool thing. We should have probably done. It. Oh, thank God we didn't. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because he was, you know, uh, Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But um, no, it's been great, Bish. Yep, it's been fun. You know, it's been a good. Thank you for being a, a step in co-host. Well, well, you you get did what all you right. Get. <laughs> no, you did all right. They did all right. Uh, so we'll look forward to fishing with you out at Uncas. Sure. And uh, oh, dude, I just gave it away. Wow, you caught me too. Man, I mean, man. the undisclosed pond, it's not named. <laughs> In the undisclosed I town. I don't think we have any worry about people going there because it's such a kind of an ass ache to get in there. It but, is. Yeah. yeah, but it's a good, good little spot and it's it's uh, it's uh, target rich. True. And we got turkey season coming up, you know, April 24th. It opens here in Massachusetts, which seems late now that we've had such a mild winter. Right. right. Oh my God. Crazy. We haven't had any winter kill here. We've right. had what one snowstorm? Yeah, I ice fished once. Yeah, we didn't even get out. We didn't even get out here. We got out. Uh, I think it was four or five days out there. Ice fish? Yeah. Oh, did yeah, you? Fish. Kippy caught a forty-two inch uh, pike. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't catch nothing for three days. You have pictures? I got one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm not did asking I, for it now. I thought I showed you. Send it to you. me. You. you might have, but I didn't know it was 42 inches. Yeah, it was 42. That's huge. It's, yeah, it's good size. Good size? <laughs> it's good I can't oh, say Wisconsin, anything. right. Wisconsin. I, 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 can't, yes. I can't say anything because the one I caught was 33. That's no, 36. Still, that's 36. still huge. Yeah, but I can't say that his is, his is 42. Yeah. It's, got, it's good size. It's, it's yeah, good size. it's not a bad fish. Good and, fish. And you know what? He was going to keep it and mount it. And... uh he said he, he couldn't do it. He put it back down the hole. Yeah. You know, I have a picture from that little garden right there with Colin with a five and a half pound largemouth nice. that he said, Dad, can I keep it? He still has it. It's on his wall in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I said, you know what? We don't keep a lot of fish. Right. I, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, but I'm not. I, I have a six pound largemouth in my man cave that I caught, but... Now you can do so many things with, you know, yeah. replications right. and stuff. Get the, you measure them, get right. all the, and they'll make them even yeah. better right. than if it was a, um, a skin mount, you know? Right. So, right. wow, that's freaking, you got to send me pictures. I I'm will, putting, I will. I'm putting that on Instagram. Do you mind if I put that on my Instagram page? No, I don't think you'll mind. Yeah, based on uh, Pesto Peace Podcast? Yeah, no, I don't think you'll mind. Do you know I'm thinking about renaming my podcast? Really? Yeah. What, what are you, what are you thinking? Know. Oh, something a little more hunting and fishing. I think it's fine. Oh, thanks, Wayne. I You're the best. Fine. You're the best. Oh, dude, this is great to have you. Thanks. Thank you for filling in. No problem. You know, you stepped up and you did fine. You were so nervous in the beginning. Yeah, well, you know. But there's so many people that listen to this podcast. Oh my god, all over the to, world. Don't want to do the wrong thing. <laughs> all over the world. That's what I'm saying. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's good. Oh, we have a follow up. To one of the oh, questions we yes, had. Yes. The yes. car? Correct. Yes, you picked it right up on that. Correct. Yeah. So we had a lot of uh, submissions on uh, on my on my email at pesto podcast at gmail.com trying to guess what the door slam was. And I'm at a loss for the year. I think it's 76, 1976. Well, just by the sound of the door when it hit the frame, I was going to guess it was maybe a Ford 
Lincoln Mercury product or something like that. Perhaps or Link, yeah, Lincoln, yeah. It was a uh, it was Thirsty Mofos Lincoln LSC or the Lincoln Sport Coupe. I think it's a I I I don't know the year. Right. Yeah. It's eighty four seventy six. I don't know what it is. Because of course he's shitting himself right now, so he can't tell us. But um, but that was the so thank you to all the submissions. Um, Lance from Kansas City thought it was a Mustang. Well, he's in the ballpark. It's a Ford, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know. And and there was a someone out of Colorado. I can't remember the first name. Oh, it was a female, a woman, Jenny. Um, Jenny, right. you're right. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny out of uh, Golden, Colorado. Nice. Which, of course, we know it happens in Golden. Coors. Coors. Right. <laughs> Very good. Exactly. You're good. Hey. Yeah. She she thought it, she thought it was a Cadillac. Mm. So she's in the right ballpark. Big car. Yep. Big, big car. car. Heavy doors. And then the last one that I'm looking at right now was uh, Steve out of um, somewhere in Maryland. Baltimore, I think it was. Baltimore, Baltimore? Maryland. Yeah, Baltimore. Okay. Ba oh, they say Baltimore. 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 Well, Baltimore. You learn all your day. He, he said Toyota Corolla. No. Sorry, Stevie oh, boy. Sorry. Yeah. Say, Steve, nice try, kid. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. But, Wayne, thanks for being here. Bish. Um, best of luck in your next endeavors. Thank you, sir. We'll be in touch. And yes. Please okay. don't lose touch. No. And this is always that creepy thing where, like, in a podcast, like, they'll say, hey, thanks for coming by. And they had been talking to him for an hour. Yep. And this is me saying, hey, best of luck but yeah i'm sure we'll talk before then but absolutely you're doing the right thing and you're a good guy and yeah, uh trying, take care of your trying. wife's family and no it's all good so all thanks right. for being here all right man thanks for having me it's always yep. always fun it's always, always fun yeah likewise and and i i neglect to say this every time but thanks for listening tight lines shoot straight and we'll get back to you soon i promise thanks